Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Corey, a.k.a. Bayou Vendors, alongside Mason Dixon, and this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. Welcome back, folks, to another episode of Habs Nightly. Unfortunately, Mason is not being—he's not going to be able to make it tonight. He has midterms going on right now. We all know how important that is. So tonight we have an actually, actually we have a very special guest, uh, a former guy who was on the show. Uh, we're going to bring on one of the most notorious Habs fanatics on Twitter, the at Caulfield Habs Two. We're talking about <laughs> Michael of We the North. How are you, bud? Uh, doing great. You know, outside of like a little cold, you know, uh, it's, uh, it's been, uh, it's been a cool, uh, it's been a cool few weeks. You know, I can't blame Mason for not being on here. You know, I had, I had midterms last week and it took all the energy out of me. So, you know what, uh, Mason, if you're listening to this, good luck with everything. You know, I feel you. Uh, but yeah, how are you doing, man? Yeah, I'm doing all right. I wish it was colder down here. Uh, Louisiana is like yeah. not, it's not you know, peak fall weather down here, the, the trees yeah. and shit are dying, but it was a 95 degree day with high humidity. It was oh disgusting. Um, so like, you know, you guys just had Thanksgiving. Um, yeah. yeah for us, which it's funny because for us, Thanksgiving's like the first true week of fall, even though it's like yeah. late, late in the fall for us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll get one good week of, of cool weather and it's normally on Thanksgiving, but yeah. uh yeah, I'm sorry you're a little under the weather. And, uh, man, I hope you passed oh. your tests and stuff like that last week. I don't envy you guys at all anymore. <laughs> yeah, you, you shouldn't. You shouldn't, man. Like, I, I studied my ass off, so, you know, hopefully I passed at least. Uh, that's not the goal, but, you know, I want to have uh, the best grades possible, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's not, a better it's mindset that I had in college. Yeah, obviously. Like, you know what? It's not, too, <laughs> it's not too cold in Montreal right now. Like, today it was 20 degrees, I think. Mm-hmm. which is actually decent it's just uh i don't know apparently like a lot of people have been having colds lately for some weird reason mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know what it is it's weird but uh yeah i'm excited uh you know the season's starting today montreal toronto you know usually i'd be more excited for that matchup but we've played them so many times man lately like i'm just looking forward to having habs bruins right i'm not gonna lie i actually saw I, that was one of the um a, mo- a common tweet I saw today on, on Twitter was uh, people saying like, you know, does, does anybody you know, like we're hype, but does anybody just feel not as hyped as they should? And, yeah. uh, you know, maybe that has something to do with it. You know, we, you know, we yeah, talked it's about Toronto it. Where- it's just Tor- Toronto, this, this legacy, this rivalry has been 
really thrown down our necks for so long at this yeah. point. <laughs> I think I, I think a lot of it is, you know, just last year, you know, you had you had the Canadian division. So obviously there was going to be a rivalry there. And both fan bases couldn't really like um, uh, couldn't really have bragging rights in one another, you know, mm-hmm. because they hadn't met in a playoff series in like since 79. And then, you know, Montreal came back from 3-1 in the playoffs last year. And well, now you have bragging rights. Leafs fans are quieter. So I think that's, <laughs> that has a lot to do with it. But uh, yeah, we played, we played them 10 times in regular season, seven times in the playoffs. We had like three preseason games against them. Right. So I'm just, I'm looking forward to playing the American teams, to be honest with you. Which, which I can understand. Yeah. Uh, I can't, yeah. that actually, that's a valid point. You know, you played the Canadians 56 games last year. Uh, we played Toronto an extra seven games. And then the preseason is three games of Toronto. Uh, and yeah. what it was like two, uh, was it two uh, Ottawa, something like that. So it's, I guess yeah. for y'all, it's like super saturated in just, you know, Canadian games. You want to play some U S teams and, and truthfully, I'm excited for that too. Uh, this yeah. Atlantic division is getting really strong with like the so likes of Florida strong. getting, getting just beefed out as they can. So I'm super excited yeah. to see how we're going to stack up against that. But uh, before yeah. we get into game one, and how uh, Montreal is feeling about, you know, the season being back. Uh, Nick yeah. Suzuki, we had some big news. Uh, I think everyone has a bit yes, of a sir. bit of relief. You know, he signs an eight-year contract. It's like a $63 million. I think he's making 7.87. Yeah, 7.875. Annual. So, I mean, yeah. we got this kid till 2029, and, you know. So he's uh, 30 years old, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's man, crazy. it's insane. It, it is truly insane. Um I think tonight his mom's doing like a a, a live watch party, yeah, and then she like she's gonna answer questions. She's she's a saint. Just just so anyone who doesn't know about his mom, Amanda Suzuki, she's amazing. But yeah, um, she's so supportive like, on Twitter. Yeah, if you're not following mm-hmm. her, follow her. <laughs> yeah, she's great. <laughs> but um, you know, so with with what happened to KK, you know, this was something yeah. that I really wanted to happen. We had spoke about it previously on yeah. an episode of how. You know, it was very important that we don't let Nick Suzuki get to a point where offer sheets start flying in. Um, yeah. And I was sure. just so happy that we were able to, to ink this up uh, way ahead of time. And then this is a great time too, uh, yeah, my sure. opinion, because it's like it's you're giving this kid the, the keys, the reins to take on that first line. And now you're he's going into game one. You know, yep. not having to worry about where he's going to be next year or anything like that. He's, you know, can be completely focused to it. And I guess my question is, is how do you feel about this? Mm-hmm. Um, are you a Nick Suzuki fan? You've blown my mind in the past before. So, you know. <laughs> well, I am a huge Nick Suzuki fan. I think. Thank uh, God. <laughs> and I think this deal is going to age like fine wine. Uh, I've seen a lot of you know, different opinions on this deal, you know, because people bring up the fact that he hasn't, um, he hasn't scored more than 41 points in the season. Well, first of all, he had 41 and 56 games last, last season, which would put him at a 60 point pace uh, during, during an 82 game season. And also, you know, you you can't forget the fact that he is excellent defensively for, for a Ford. Like he's, I think in his prime, you could, he's going to be in Selkie conversations consistently, Mm -hmm. I think. And as far as this deal goes, you know, like it goes until he's uh, 30 years old, obviously. So that he's still going to be in this prime probably with the way he plays, with how smart he is. Like, honestly, he has one of the best hockey IQs in the game, in my opinion. I think the deal is going to, I think he's going to age really well. 
And I think, you know, you can expect uh, 70, like 65, in between 65 and 80 points a season from Suzuki, you know, uh, with, uh, with very good defense. So ha- getting him locked up, getting a number one center locked up at 7.8 million, you know, especially with the cap going up in a few years, I think that's going to be a steal. When you look at, especially when you look at the other good to very good number one centers in the game, you know, they're all making like over 8 million, you know, like, um, and I think this deal is going to be a bargain in two, three years. I think you're absolutely right. And, uh, you know, you're talking about his, his, his defensive uh, abilities and, you know, truly becoming a, uh, at a, at a very young age too, just a great two way forward. Um, I remember last year, one of these, you know, uh, NHL analytical guys, one of the guys that's on television and stuff like that uh, was saying, you know, you were seeing like, you know, just mild, you know, spurts of maybe like a young Patrice Bergeron. And then like, I'm just excited as shit. You know, um, I, I, I thought that Philip Deneau was, was, was a very, very amazing two way forward. And I think Nick Suzuki is, is going to be a step ahead because we just see so much from him now. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. Personally, you know, I think like, uh, in terms of the Bergeron comparison, I can see it. Uh, I don't think Suzuki's going to be as good as Bergeron defensively because, you mm-hmm. know, Bergeron's, you know, the best two-way player of all time, you know, let's be honest. And I, I will say, though, I think Suzuki has more offensive potential than Bergeron has. You know, Bergeron mm-hmm. obviously is playing with uh, Martian and Pasternak, so his numbers are going to be kind of inflated. Right. I think, you know, if you were to put Suzuki, like prime Suzuki, you know, like what I think he'll become in between those two guys, Suzuki could, Suzuki could put up like 90, maybe 100 points between those two. Right. And he's going to have confidence, you know, as a winger. So, you know, that's that's definitely not going to hurt. And hopefully, hopefully, uh, you know, nothing, nothing messes that up and we get to just see, you know, you know, a good half a half a decade of just those two's dynamic get better and better every season together um, yeah i think it's gonna be one of the best uh, duos in the league personally i think uh, mm-hmm. you know you know we talk about suzuki being that you know potential 70 80 point guy i think caulfield in his best year could score 50 goals in his best i think i think absolutely like, usually, i think he's gonna he's gonna like really like get us used to like 35 to like five goal seasons really maybe 30, 45, you know, and I think that's great production, you know, and, uh, but I think like maybe one or two seasons, he might break the 50 goal barrier. <laughs> I love, Hey man, I love the optimism. I think it's possible to, uh, I'm, 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 I'm very bullish on Caulfield. Like I'm, I've been, I've been like, uh, uh, on his bandwagon since before he was drafted by the Habs. Like I think, uh, actually a year before he was drafted by Montreal, I watched this kid play and I'm like, Oh my God, he's, this kid's going to be special. You know, if Montreal has like the chance to select him, like he could legitimately be our most dangerous forward, like, in a in a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And things are shaping up that way. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to see this kid's career just go as far as we want it and start to rival um, some of the, you know, the late or still living, you know, legends of the Habs uh, alumni. But I guess moving forward, you know, uh, right before game one, sadly, uh, me and Mason have been really riding the coattails of Ryan Paling. Uh, he made it yeah. so far into, you know, um, the finalized roster. And to see yeah. him get sent down, uh, what, right before practice today, he's going back to Laval. 
Um, yeah. I, he's, I think, truthfully, he's going to dominate in Laval. I think it proved last year, not just because the team was just on a tear. I just think that he is, like, at a point in the AHL where it's almost becoming a little too easy for him. And um, it's just a shame that he doesn't get a chance to come up. But, uh, you know, we wanted to know what, what your take was on this about Ryan getting set down. And uh, I'm, I'm a bit upset. I wanted to see him in, in the roster tonight. Personally, I'm a big believer in, uh, you know, meritocracy, you know, mm-hmm. when it comes to teams. And I don't think um, and I don't think Paling deserved to make it. Although I will say this. OK, I think Paling deserved to make it over Paquette because, look, personally, I think Paquette is awful. I don't think he's going to I don't think I think he's barely a fringe AHLer, if I'm being honest I love with it. you. I love it. <laughs> That's, I'm not a fan of him at all. You know, so I think Paling, you know, would, definitely would have been a better option than him. But now, you know, with. Adam Brooks being picked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam Brooks is a very solid fourth line center, by the way. Eight points in 18 career games, you know, solid uh, defensive analytics. I think with Brooks being picked up, I don't think Palin is going to see the ice unless one of the centers gets injured. Right. Okay. And I'm, and I'm fine with that because I don't think he, I, I don't think he showed out at all during camp. I think guys like Harvey Pinard. Yes. Um, I think a guy like him, I think he deserves like a call up before Brian Palin does. Okay. Dude, no, I, I like that. I like that. All right. Um, Maybe a hot take, but you know, Bernard Harvey Bernard like played his tail off every preseason game, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think he's, uh, you know, even a guy like uh, Belzil. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not a fan of Belzil, but you know, he, he he brings that every night, you know, in terms of like his work ethic, and even a guy like Jesse Yolonen, I think is like he brings a lot more to the table than Paling. Okay. You know, his okay. speed, his skill. Uh, he he also has that like that. He's very like when he has the puck on his stick, it's like his, it, it's like it's, uh, it's, it's like it's mag- magnetic, you know, <laughs> the puck just sticks to his stick every time. And he's, he's, he skates like Paul Byron at the same time. It's insane. Yeah. I like the package. <laughs> I'm, I'm not comparing to Byron because I think he's a lot more skilled than Byron, but, mm-hmm. uh, just in terms of his like speed, I'm comparing, I'd compare him to Byron. Although I think he's more like agile on his feet, but yeah. Okay, Yolona is is Yolona the one that uh that was not gonna get the yeah. uh the the vaccine. Yeah, okay, so uh, yeah, look, I'm I'm against that obviously, but you know at the same time it's like uh, it's your right, you know. You know if, he got if he got the vaccine. He, he, oh, he got it. Okay, yeah, he, he's you know he's gonna get the second one pretty soon. So you know what, it's it's not a big deal, you know. And he, I think you know just in terms of uh, the skill set he can bring to this team, I think. It, uh, I think it's superior to that of uh, of Ryan Palin, for example. Okay, and then with the Canadians, I, I believe well, I believe it was a three year. They just signed him for an extension. Uh, yeah, you know, do you think? Uh, I, I guess this is something that we've talked about in the past. You know, we we see this this really depth uh, talent pool that we have, and and then you know, there's going to be players that are that are pretty. You know, we we would say phenomenal could be really good in the NHL never really get a yeah. shot because we got so much going on. Like, and you're saying, you know, you're putting two, three guys ahead of Ryan Paling, you know, does yeah. Ryan Paling true? I guess this is a hot take, you know, does Ryan Paling in your eyes really have a shot with the Canadians in, in the next, you know, let's say two years, you know, he's got, he's got I a three think, year contract, you know? I think he does because, because of the Habs like weakness at center, I'd say, mm-hmm. you know, you have Suzuki, obviously he's going to be your number one guy, Dvorak, you know, your number two guy, but after that, and look, I'm 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 a big fan of Jake Evans, but I I just think Bailing has more offensive upside than Evans does. You know, like Evans is gonna yes. bring that 
that stingy defensive game, which, you know, it's great. He's, he's going to be like a, a responsible third line center. And he's, he's a decent option for your third line. And you have Adam Brooks, who is similar to Evans in many regards, but I think Paling, you know, he, he has an opening on that third line. It's just up to him to seize it really. Right. Um, yeah. Mason had said uh, last year in last year's season that uh, he could see yeah. Ryan Paling uh, actually cracking the team faster as possibly uh, bring bo- being brought up as a winger uh, instead yeah. of, of a center, just because of the I, depth we have. I can see it, but at the same time, um, you look at our depth at wing, you know, we have uh, Toffoli, Caulfield, uh, mm-hmm. Drew. Yeah, it's a lot Anderson, harder now. <laughs> yeah, Hoffman, Gallagher, Armia's on our fourth line, you know, Perot, Lekkinen. It's going to be tough for him to make the lineup, you know, as, as a mm-hmm. winger. I think his only path is, is, at, is at center, unless, you know, there's there's like a couple of injuries. I, I didn't even mention Paul Byron. Uh, yeah. You know, unless there's like a couple of injuries and he really shows out mm-hmm. while those guys are gone, he has to be a center uh, on this team. Okay, I love it. Uh, yeah. Because I was I was I kind of sided with Mason after he broke it down to me a bit, but I was uh you know I truthfully think Ryan Paling, if he's gonna make it, he's gonna make it as a center, and he's just got to be as dedicated as he can be and really yeah, put out you know. Um, but with, he has like go the ahead. thing with him is yeah the thing with Ryan Paling is you can see the skill set. There's times okay where he's rushing the puck up the ice and he looks extremely explosive. You know he's making the right pla- the right play, you know. But then there's times where his motor is just non-existent. You know he's not consistent like in mm-hmm. his game. You know like he'll have one shift where he he looks really good and then he'll have like three or four where he looks invisible. Right. Okay. And he needs uh, to work on that part of his game. Right. Well, look, we got minutes. We're just about 10, 10 minutes away from a uh, puck drop, you know, yep. game one, you know, we kind of talked about it a little bit already, but uh, as a city of Montreal, since you live there, you know, how, how does it feel out there right now? Uh, I know, I know you're, I know oh, your side of it. You're just like, come on, I'm just ready to, to fight a U.S. team. But, um, yeah. you know, your latest tweet was just completely shitting on the Leafs. Uh, I love the, it, it was just a great yeah. tweet. If anybody, uh, I highly suggest following him at, Caulfield Habs on Twitter. Uh, Caulfield Habs, too. Sorry about that. Um, it's yeah. a great tweet. You got lit up very, very quickly with likes and yeah. tweets. Um, but, you know, how's, how's the atmosphere uh, in Montreal right now? I think it's actually kind of mixed, you know, because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this team is coming off a finals appearance, you know, so people right. are kind of like, I wouldn't say worn out from that. But I think people are more like, we made the finals. This is just a regular season game. You know, it's nothing to us. Right. Okay. And we're playing... And we're playing a team that we've played damn near 20 times like <laughs> since yeah. last year. Another Canadian team, you know, a team with, you know, like fans that are, you know, you know, I'll say delusional. And look, I'll, I'll say this, okay? I, as much as I think Leafs fans are delusional, I think our fan base is also quite delusional at times. You know, I mm-hmm. feel like, uh, um, and as much as I love shitting on Leafs because believe me, it's, it's hilarious. It's so much fun. <laughs> And it's so easy, right? You know, uh, uh-huh. I I do think like that uh, that they're gonna bounce back this year. You know, to, uh, like mm-hmm. Toronto. I think I think like they've gone way, through way too much embarrassment. <laughs> like if they if they get embarrassed again in the first round, I'm done. I, I have no words for it anymore. Like it's right. It's like there's just no way. There there's no way. You know, but I feel like you know as far as the atmosphere in Montreal goes, I think like uh, personally, I I've never been less excited for for like uh for the opening game i just i'm not excited like i, I mean 
I'm excited in a sense, you know, because it's like, oh, hockey's back. Hockey's you know, back. Yeah. Coffee else is new. <laughs> but we've played ass. this team uh, fucking so much. Yeah, you know, like, and there's a few guys I'm, I'm excited to watch on, t- on a team, you know, like uh, Caulfield, Suzuki, um, Dvorak, Romanov, uh, Hoffman eventually. Hoffman, I'm not, like, a, a huge fan of, but his release is insane. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm excited to watch Druen again because I'm, I'm, I've always been a big Druen fan. Um, but at the same time, there's also a few things I'm not excited to watch. Like, uh, you know, Ben Sherratt, for instance, I'm not – I – I've been a big advocate of, you know, shitting on Ben Sherratt. Mm-hmm. I think he's, I think he's one of the worst players in the NHL right now. <laughs> and, you know, people, people, when, when they, when they're like, you know, uh, trying to compliment Sherratt, they always bring up his ice time, you know, and the fact that he played on top pairing with Weber. Well, it was 25 minutes of crappy ice time. That's I'll, I'll say that. <laughs> And also, we didn't have, we didn't really have a better option. I mean, we did. It's just Ducharme sometimes. I don't get him, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, he plays, like, I thought Kulak and Weber would be a great fit, you know, because Kulak is, like, he brings a, you know, solid defensive game. He doesn't, he's not physical, but he's he's smart, you know? Mm-hmm. And he obviously brings that puck-moving element, you know, like, he he, uh, he can rush the puck up the ice, you know, like, and having a, having a guy like that next to Weber, or in this case now next to Savard, would be beneficial, by the way. I just want to say this: Savard Sharat might be the worst, the the worst defense pair assembled I've ever seen in my life. Okay. Because I like, I actually like Savard. I, I like the Savard siding, but mm-hmm. pairing him with Sharat might be the worst combination I've ever seen. Right. You think it's because it's two guys that are, that, that are more blue liners, or you just think Sharat's well, uh, just not gonna, he's not gonna make Savard's entrance any easier with this team. Well, for one, Savard he's not a puck moving defenseman. You know, mm. he's, he, he, I think he's like, a, I think he's what Habs fans think Sherratt is, you know, like if you put him alone, you know, Habs fans in general, you know, they actually like, they don't like Ben Sherratt, but they're like, he's serviceable. You know, he's, he's okay. You know, when, right. you know, Sherratt's, Sherratt's terrible in my opinion, you know, but anyway, Savard, you know, he brings a very responsible defensive game and he's really good in front of the net. Right. Which Sherratt is not. Sherratt actually deflects a bunch of goals <laughs> in his own net. You know, we've all seen it, but uh, I think playing a, a puck mover, like maybe Romanov or maybe Kulak, although I do like the Kulak-Petrie pairing, you know, because they've been really good in the past. Mm-hmm. I think that would have been the way to go. And I think scratching uh, Sherratt would have been the, the move. But, you know, uh, he's better, he's getting paid 3.5 mil and he has that reputation among the coaching staff. So, you know, they're not going to do that. Right. Actually, Mason, Mason last episode recommended uh, if Ben Sherratt is to play, um, being down in the third pairing would be uh, the best spot for him. He says there's too much, there's too much uh, that can yeah. be put in the top four. That's better yeah. than Ben Sherratt. Let Ben Sherratt maybe, uh, you know, help a young, you know, Romanov if they, if they refuse to bring him, you know, any further in the pairings or, yeah. you know. Like worst case, you know, you, you can go like um, Petrie, like Edmondson, Mm -hmm. Then you have like, uh, then you have Kulak and Savard, which I think would be a great pair, by the way. Right. Uh, And then then you have uh, like, if you want to play Sherratt, then, you know, Sherratt Romanov, you know, but, but personally I would go Romanov Weidman. I actually, you know, Romanov Weidman is interesting Mm -hmm. because, you know, a lot of people are like worried about that pairing. I saw a few tweets today, like about how that pairing is going to be bad defensively. And, you know, yeah, I can see your point, you know, because Romanov and Weidman are both like, uh, 
you know, they're both creative guys, you know, with the puck, you know, obviously they're both yeah. offensive oriented guys really, which is weird because Romanov coming out of the gate, I thought he was going to be like very, very sound defensively, but all this guy does is like, you know, rush the puck up the ice and take risks, which I actually mm-hmm. love because we need a guy like that, you know, I think, yeah. you know, let him, let him make mistakes, you know, and he'll learn and he'll get better along with that. And he's going to be like a, a player that we're going to need in our top four very soon, you know? No, I, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, I'd love, I'd love to have someone like that back in, back in this team, you know, Jeff Petrie does what he can, but yeah. uh, I'd love a youthful player, you know, to, to go along with the, uh, our dreams of the Nick Suzuki and Coalfield, you know, combination. I'd love to have Absolutely. a young defensive man come in and, and just be stout offensively as well. Yeah, um, like I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, that guy might be coming like, and if the Habs play their cards right, okay. I, okay, I want to talk about Caden Gooley and Matthias Norlander. Okay. Caden uh, Gooley, I was very low on him, you know, like, bef- like during the draft, and I've been low on him, lower on him than most people, but I think he's going to be like a, a better version of what Joel Edmondson is. And that's, that's good. You know, cause I think Joel Edmondson is like what he brought last year was actually pretty good. I thought he was our most consistent defenseman. Yeah. Like he, in the he actually turned a lot of people who would shitting on him in the beginning. Yeah, I, I was play solid. Heavy. <laughs> but before the season, I thought he was going to be a complete dud because in the past he's been, he, he's been that with, you know, Carolina and St. Louis, but you know, he proved me wrong, and I, hopefully he can have a similar year. I think Caden Gooley's going to be, like, a slightly better version of that. Like, obviously a way better skater. Um, and I think if he keeps developing that part of his game, a better, like, outlet passer. Although he needs to work on, like, his decision-making sometimes. But I think where I'm really excited is Matthias Norlander. Because I think this kid, if the Habs give him the, give him the chance, he's going to be a star. Okay. And I'm using, I love that. I don't, I, and I don't use the word star lightly because I think, you know, star to me is like, you know, really good. You know, like a guy who like for defenseman, I think in, in his case, I think he has potential to like maybe put up like 50, maybe 60 points actually in a season with mm. average defense, which I think is really good. But and that's it's a big, big if. OK, the Habs need to bring him bring him along the right way. They can't right. bench him. They need to put him on the top four. They need to play him on the top power play units. And they need to just let him do whatever the hell he wants, you know? Right. Kind of like how, kind of like what Vancouver does, like with with like Quinn Hughes, but like yes. maybe to a lesser extent. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like play him, you know, Norlander. I want to see him play like at least twenty minutes a night, get all the power play time, you know, and just let him do whatever the hell he wants offensively, and just place him with a guy like um, Savard or something, you know? Right. Absolutely. Now, yeah. I mean, he's not a defenseman, but but kind of like how they brought Nick Suzuki in. You know, Nick Suzuki was yeah. literally given every opportunity to uh, heighten his that, game. The, the way the way they played Nick Suzuki, I think, was to a T perfection. Mm-hmm. And it's rare to say that because usually they they fuck up. Yeah. Sorry for the language. <laughs> they fuck up when they you know. Dude, uh, come on. You good? Don't. Your one f bomb to my fifteen in this conversation is yeah. is, is very light, you know. <laughs> yeah, this, this team brings it out of me, man. I don't know. <laughs> it brings it out of Mason too, but uh, yeah, uh, Michael, man, it's it's been a pleasure, you know. Before you leave, you know, uh, we like to yeah. give, uh, I guess, the mic to you guys to uh, promote anything, uh, say anything yeah. if you want to shit on somebody. I don't care, uh, but you know, before before we close out. Uh, we always like to give you guys a chance to uh, to speak. So if you have anything to say, man, go ahead. Well, okay. First of all, I'm gonna I'm gonna predict who scores the first goal of the year. I love and it. And I'm gonna say 
I'm going to say it's Christian Bavorak. Let's go. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking Bavorak. <laughs> My username on Twitter is netfriendbavorak. Now, look, I love KK, you know, and I'm still going to, I still love him. You know, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. care if he's a fan. I think he's going to be better than Dvorak, but I am a fan of Christian Dvorak. Okay? I'm going to take him as, as the first goal scorer. Second of all, but wait, who do you have uh, scoring the first goal? Scoring the first one? Um, I was actually hoping for a little justice with uh, Jonathan Drew. And, you know. I would love that. I think Drew is going to get the assist on Dvorak's goal. Okay. Yeah. Either way, I just I just want an exciting, excellent game from Jonathan Duran. This man deserves it. And I think uh, yeah. what we saw in game two in the preseason was uh, was hopefully just a, a, Very a blip of today's, you know, like. Yeah. And also, I, I want to like, uh, I just want to say yeah. my podcast, you know, at, like you guys can look it up at, at With North Pod. It's called With North. Um, my co-host, uh, unfortunately, can't. Um, well, co-host with me anymore. So I'm looking for <laughs> so, so I'm looking for a co-host for my podcast. You know, like we're trying to, to like maybe release one, maybe two, vi- maybe two videos every week. You know, so if you're interested in like you know Habs hockey, and if you're uh, and if you have um, a very if you're very opinionated, then you know DM me at Coffee Habs too on Twitter. Uh, I'd be glad to uh, to consider you. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, that that was excellent, and. Uh... Man, we just want to thank you for coming on. Uh, Absolutely. You know, like I told you before we started, uh, Wednesdays is going to be a lot more guest-oriented, and we'd love to have uh, an opinionated Super Habs fan <laughs> that loves talking shit just as much as we do. But, man, Michael, awesome. has been an absolute pleasure, yeah. man, and we hope you have a, a good evening. And you feel a little bit better, man, too. Let's get that uh, let's yeah. get that that cold out of there. Yeah, yeah. Get you excited we'll for that. some Habs again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you. It was a pleasure being on your podcast. Uh, hope to be on here soon again. All right, man. It's always a pleasure. Thank you. Folks, I want to thank Michael for coming on the podcast. Uh, be sure to follow him at Caulfield Habs 2 on Twitter. It's a great, great follow if you guys are on Twitter. Uh, he is one of the funniest guys around. Uh, and be sure to follow his podcast, We The North Pod. That's O-U-I. Folks, We're going to be heading out of here soon. Uh, Game one is about to start, and I'd love to catch it before I miss any of the action. But before we go, here's a word from our sponsors over at DraftKings. Another week of the NFL season means another shot to win big at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets. If either team scores a point, the last t- 0-0 tie in the NFL was 1943, so I'd say this is a no-fucking-brainer. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total cash prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Throw down a dollar on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit, a $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash 
Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, folks, we're wrapping things up now. I uh, want to give a shout out to Michael one more time. Thank you so much for coming on the pod. And good luck to Mason, folks. Uh, best wishes out to him uh, passing those midterms. We are drastically getting closer to puck drop and I need to have a beer in my hand and in front of the television. So we are out of here. This has been Habs nightly. Thank y'all so much for listening. Always remember to please follow us at Habs nightly on Twitter, myself at Bayou Benders. And if you guys have 90 seconds to say something to us, maybe it's a question, maybe it's a comment where it's always welcome. You can find that opportunity at www.habsnightly forward slash speakpipe.com. Leave us a message and you'll hear it on the podcast. That's it, folks. Go Habs. I'll talk to y'all soon. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.